This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. A lot of interesting stuff going on right now. Oh, yeah? I like it. So, to let you know, this is, I got some, I got some cool stuff going on. And as you can see, I'm back. Where's the camera here? I always, I never know where the damn camera is. It's over here. Whoop. Oh, it's that? It's there. Yep. That's the camera. Right here. Mm Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Um, so just to let you and everyone know, I got, I kind of have interesting stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, this weekend, as this is airing, I am hosting a sketch show. I believe it's, you gotta, you gotta, um, you gotta do it online. The guy said, if your fans join in, whatever, I get a percentage. I don't even care about that. I just want you to check it out and watch it. It's called That Show Tonight. All right? It's called That Show Tonight. So you go to thatshowtonight.com, and I'll explain. So basically, this guy, uh, Michael Loftus, who he reached out probably in the summertime, and he said, um, f- through a good friend of mine that we've actually had on the show, uh, P. Corielli. P. Corielli said, Jim, Michael's looking for you. Michael was part of um, Kevin James and Kevin Can Wait and all that jazz. He goes, he's doing basically a sketch show that is, is basically what Saturday Night Live should be doing which is just be funny and call. Let's not ignore what's going on. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's not be ridiculous and ignore it going on. Now, I know for a fact that politics play in network television. Why do I know that? Because when I was on Saturday Night Live, um, Norm McDonald was specifically told things not to keep addressing. And the minute Norm was told that, why we love Norm MacDonald, God rest his soul, It's because he completely ignored them. <laughs> and the more they told him not to do it, the more he amped it up, which is why I always respected and loved Norm. Um, Norm also, I remember him going on The View, <laughs> and he was with, did, did you see that? No, but I can only imagine. <laughs> look, up, look up Norm MacDonald on The View with Barbara Walters. Okay. So Norm is Norm's on there, and he goes, um, "Hey, uh, 
they're trying to, I don't know what even they're trying to talk to him about. And he goes, Hey, uh, you know, uh, we should, we should get this guy out of office. Cause he's a murderer. <laughs> and he was referring to Clinton. And he's basically saying, he goes, what about all the people that have been murdered by the Clintons? Because they're murderers. And Barbara Walt's like, hey, it's supposed to be funny. He goes, well, it's hard to be funny when you got a murderer. And he just wouldn't stop. It was belly laughing funny. Um, so Norm on Saturday Night Live would always hit OJ. Non-stop hit OJ. And I guess the... The the, the the networks were like, listen, the head of the network or whoever was friends with OJ at the time. But networks tell you what to say and what to do, which is also my major issue when it comes to other things, such as when late night television is talking about basically ignoring people if they're not vaccinated. Uh, they shouldn't be allowed in a hospital. That came out of the mouth of Jimmy Kimmel, um, Colbert. All these bananas who, hey, listen, talented is talented. You'd be funny, do what you got to do. But when you start taking that stance, well, then you're asking for a lot of issues. And then that's very dangerous, uh, if you ask me. And it's quite vile at the end of the day. But I don't hold them responsible. I hold the networks responsible. So with that said, trust me when I tell you, It's one thing to hold a person accountable. It's who's the boss that's allowing this to air. They're the ones always hiding. Like news channels. They're going to sell a war now. Hey, everyone hate, hate Russia. Okay, well, what, what, what's the real reason for this? And they'll push you to go fight and go murder and get murdered. But they're the ones hiding in the background. So I'm getting off subject here. At the end of the day, I'm going to be on a sketch show and I'm going to host this weekend and it's called That Show Tonight. It's got a lot of um, interest. I'll just tell you that he does. He, he only wants to stream online because he doesn't trust Hollywood like myself. Mm. I don't trust anything about Hollywood there. I've had I've had scripts, chunks of scripts stolen. I don't care what you say. Um, I know I, I've watched the scenes play, and that's how I was like, I'm I'm done with this, and I'm, I'm done. So, what I like what Michael's doing is he's going full blown renegade punk rock online. He invests all the money. It's real. Uh, the, I mean, there's real production. There's people putting money into this, and there's also. I won't say who we've been talking to, but we've been talking to some really interesting players that are now seriously looking at this show to make it something. So check out that show tonight. This weekend, I am hosting. We already started talking about um, what sketches to do. I haven't done this in 25, 30 years. I haven't had an interest to do this in 25, 30 years. So... For me to either to, to even be thinking about this, 
Um, it takes a lot to get me out of my little Florida home right now. I love being here, bro. I love I getting on my kayak. I love riding my bicycle. I love doing nothing. I love it. I love talking to staring at a hawk or a bald eagle. Or, I love it. Um, so please check that out. That show tonight.com. That's a right? sketch. That's- you said it's a sketch thing, sketch show? Yeah, think think kind of Chappelle-ish. We come out, a lot of it is pre-taped. Um, I've been throwing out ideas, uh, which I'm not very good at. I'm not going to lie to you. I, 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 this is this has challenged my creative juices as far as being funny and in sketches. Mm. And so I land. This actually airs when I've already landed and we were already powwowing and we started pre-taping and then we will go, I believe live mm-hmm. on Saturday, that show live. And then, um, come out, do my monologue, do whatever, and then present all the sketches. So it's kind of, I'll put the link is, down here. Yeah. That show live.com. And, um, I think, you know, Hey, Dude, I'm pumped to see you in like a, a, a sketch forum again, man. That's it's like you said, it's been a while. It's been a long time. And I haven't had and now here's another thing that I wanted to do for this show. Is by the way, everyone loves the bunker. Everyone loves the bunker. Um I think we have to find some old tapes in me too to start messing with that. We'll get down with that too. People mm. like that one. Um, I, I still have a, like a whole folder full of shit that we were supposed to get through the last vintage brewer. So yeah, there, there's w- a bunch of stuff there. Yeah. I wouldn't mind getting into that. Um, next week I'll have a little more time. I wrote, I've been working on this, this TV series in my head for probably five to seven years. Mm-hmm. And it's very, it's real. It's um, it's funny, but it's also heavy. And what I like about it is it mixes a big community, meaning uh, we, we all became a family around this one individual where something happened. And that's when we all started. It was a place we'd all go to, but then we came really. So long story short, I always had this idea where, and maybe it's been done. I really don't know. I've had this idea where I write script, give it to someone to help out and like, say, you need to edit this and and rewrite that. Mm -hmm. And then get friends or actual actors, actresses that want to join in. And we do a table read right here on the podcast. And then the podcast viewers and listeners go, dude, you should make this. Why don't you guys film this? I'll help you fund it. We'll, we'll, we'll put a different funding and let them be the what. I don't know how that works. I, I, I have no clue how that works. Does that? And then we just air it here. We film it and air it here. And instead of, th- there's all different options. Instead of, um, you know, there's a weekly series. Why not we develop this here? We you see the process of of writing it, reading it, casting it, 
filming it and then airing it. And sort of like our own listeners, all of you, you are all on the inside watching this whole process. It's kind of like an inside thing. I just think if I was saw something like that back in the day, almost like watching a, your favorite album or your favorite rock stars, like we're going to bring you back mm. and we're going to show you even the kinks and when we're starting. So here it is, 30 pages. Oh, shit. The pilot. I'll just write this. Ba, ba, ba. The pilot episode is called The Mission, right? So what I did already was, remember uh, Paul St. John we had on the show? Mm -hmm. um, I sent this to him because I trust him. You mean uh, John Paul Rice, right? John Paul, yeah, yeah. yeah. what I say? what I say? That was John. like a porn name, John St. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he wouldn't. I'm sure he wouldn't appreciate that. My apologies, John. My apologies. So I sent him the script. He's going to give me notes because he's a real producer. He's uh, a real writer. I'm also going to show it to probably Michael from um, uh, from the show that I'm doing this weekend. And he's done a bunch of producing stuff and, you know, Kevin can wait and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. So Michael from that show tonight, I'm going to give it to him. They will then put in their professional views jim you need to maybe cut this out add this character blah 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 and when that's done which should I, i'm hoping i would not i don't want this later than this, the two episodes from now mm -hmm. then i will have an announcement saying we're going to start casting this thing and perhaps do the read through um I think that's a cool idea. No, am I crazy? Dude, that sounds like a great idea. From from someone who's on the outside of the industry to be able to look in and have this, especially like with this, like have a window into the whole process and yeah. then see it at the end come together. It's like watching a cooking show. You know, you're watching it all being created and at the end, here's your cake or whatever. I think I think that's freaking cool. I used to I used to have all these other ideas for comedians that I wanted to do, and I actually pitched it. Um, and even there, like just whatever. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm tired of. I'm tired when you know you have a good idea, and and everyone gets in your way. Everyone gets in your way. Agents get in your way. Man, they all just get in your way because they just get how to make money i remember i told someone about this and they're like well i don't see uh i don't see uh this type of show going in and i went you already lost me the minute you went i don't see you're out of my life you're out of my life yeah. i'm don't i don't do this unless i'm passionately driven and the reason I'm going to write this show and continue to write it is because I know it's going to change lives. That's the main drive. I, I don't want fame. I do not want the vanity. I do not. I, I'm done with ego. I'm done with vanity. I'm done. I, I don't even care if I flatline, we don't make money. I don't want to lose money. Right. But I know, I, I just feel people are going to love this. They're going to love it. They're going to cry. 
They're going to belly laugh. They're going to think. Um, I think it's kind of cool. So, and clearly you're not in the know. And I think I'm going to keep you just as much in the dark. I'm not going to send you the script to him. I like your natural reaction. So <laughs> that's something I'm working on for everyone. So there you go. We got the, um, that show tonight, which I'm hosting tomorrow night. Go to that show tonight.com. You do have to pay. I think it's like five bucks. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to. You know, the guy, they're like, hey, we'll pay you. I'm not even taking a cent. I don't want to take a cent. I trust what they're doing. I really do. Um, just so you know, too, Naples. I just played Naples, Florida, everyone. Um, if you go on my website, Mike just posted April 7th and 8th. Uh, I believe they, they had a fallout. I think Rob Schneider was supposed to be there. And for whatever reason, Rob... It could be anything. It could be family. Uh, let's let's pray it's nothing bad, but uh, I don't think it is. But for whatever reason, he couldn't do it. Uh, he may be filming. He's you know he's a, he's a star man. So he called me. Can you please fill in these dates? So for everyone in the Florida area, or you're going to visit Florida, April seventh and eighth. I'm doing three shows. One night. I think April seventh is a Thursday. April eighth is a Friday. I'm going to be two shows. Get your tickets now. It's going to sell out. It's going to be nuts. So, um, also, if you guys, if you're on the Patreon page, I just talked to two two Patreon friends down in Florida here, and they're like, "I didn't know, I, I didn't know your show was up there from San Diego." My once a month, I I stream live my show. So there's a lot of you that that aren't able to come see me live. And I have a lot of live dates coming up in April, uh, a couple May, June. A lot of tickets are not on sale yet, but they're coming. New Jersey, Penn's Peak. Um, there's, there, there, there's a lot of dates coming. But if you can't if you can't swing ticket prices, if you can't live in that city for 15 bucks you get patreon you get to see this podcast before it comes out before it's edited you get another podcast that's just from the patreon members and i stream live one concert a month and it stays on for the whole month so right now, I don't know if you saw it, Mike, and, and people starting to see the little clips where it says the comedy store. <laughs> yeah. That was in San Diego. Um, thank God I streamed it. And my camera, which is my phone, it the bass wasn't strong enough. So in the middle of the set, which I did not know, it just went like that. So you heard the whole show, <laughs> but it didn't air. Thank God. We did a two camera shoot that night. Yep. So immediately the next day we got the we got the footage and we put it on Patreon. So it actually looks super professional. Yeah, that uh that comedy special oh well that uh, that show is pretty funny, by the way. A lot of your your whole your wife doing the one eighty about guns and, and explaining to the grandkids like how we got your pot and <laughs> pulling out all stems. There was a lot of stuff that don't ask me why I just was on fire that show. And what happens is 
since I'm not really touring, touring, I'll play a comedy club, which I did the last month and a half. I play these comedy clubs and I'll do two shows a night, which I hate doing. I hate doing two shows in a night. But what it does is starts tightening up all these bits that I've been working on. And don't ask me why, when I did that San Diego show uh, two weeks ago, it just, I, I felt like it was the unit, everything was just coming through me. I wasn't even, th as, as I was doing some of the material, which I have done before, but not the, not the way I did it that night. As I was doing the material, I was going, I, I felt as a fan going, oh my, if I, if I can do an outer body experience and watch this, I was so happy with it. Yeah. So the gun thing you're talking about, my wife, which is a true story. <laughs> it was a true story. She Lily said, we're not having a gun in this house. I'm like, D listen to me. She's like, no, you listen to me. And you know, you trust in God, you trust Jesus. I'm like, yes. Why'd you need a gun? Cause I want to let him know I got his back. And as goofy as that is, I was like, I'm not bringing the gun back. I don't, know, I don't know what to tell you. And I don't know. Listen, I don't watch the bits that they put up now, but that's all from the same show. Did it? I don't know how far that bit goes on social media right now, because I guess it's on all my socials. Mm -hmm. Does it go to the point where how good a shooter she became and is? It it starts yeah it starts from when uh why do you have to get a gun because you you want to have no you want to let Jesus know you have his back right. and then it goes through the whole shooting and with the business card and the okay stick. okay which is yeah. true yeah it's freaking true <laughs> when he got the popsicle stick I was like what he goes yeah this is snipers and and SWAT why <laughs> do you really know who your wife is that's what he said he said do you really know who your wife is I'm like apparently not jesus i got a charlie's angel in here let's do this mm -hmm. um so yes i think the next live show will be from let's i don't know next month i got a lot of places to pick from so and then may i think i'm going to do the paramount a live stream from the paramount i'm not sure what material yes. we're going to be doing there but uh we will get into it da, 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 da. so i'm also I'm kind of excited about um, my friend Sean that's going to come on. And this get this cat Sean that I believe we're going to we're going to tape next week in Tampa when I'm going out with James from I Got Your 6 Foundation and we're going on a fishing trip with the veterans and it's a whole day he's got a whole day planned from like 7 30 in the morning so that's there's going to be a lot to talk about that day it's going to be i'm pretty excited about that where i've never done an event that it's people close to me meaning i can see them i can i can i know what they're doing so james from i got your six he set up the whole thing for march 30th they're all going to come to the show at side splitters in tampa but we're all going to do a whole uh, fishing trip and all that. But that same day too, I'm going to be podcasting here for the Bruniverse with my friend, Sean. And the reason why I like 
you know, last week I told the story with Shaka, with Jimmy Shaka, how we reconnected. And I call it coincidence. I don't buy coincidences. That's just me. I just don't buy them. I don't buy them. I'll give you another wacky thing. I haven't talked to my nephew. Um, whatever. It could be coincidence. For some reason, last night, uh, and well, for a lot of you right now, it's 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 uh, Thursday or Friday or whenever you're watching it. So I was, I kept thinking of my nephew, and I looked. I went on his Instagram, and I went to Instagram. He's a musician down in New Orleans. Great guitarist, kid's a monster. Um, and I wanted to reach out to him. And then I, I got distracted and then I came back and I started thinking about him again. And I was watching him and I wanted to know more and I was looking at his band and the website and this and that. And I went, you know what? In the morning, I just need to call him. And I started thinking about him last night. Like, why don't you just call him now? Blah, blah, blah. Little did I know. He lives in New Orleans. Little did I know they got slammed with a tornado that whole time. Because mm. I don't watch TV. I don't watch news. I don't know what's going on. Um. But I talked to him, he's fine. I don't know why I brought that story up. When you're thinking of people. So what I love about this episode I'm going to have with my friend Sean, it is the craziest story. And I started changing the language of stories like this, where stop saying it's weird, stop saying it's crazy, start saying it's amazing it's amazing um I, I have a friend i have a couple friends that think science is he, he literally we got this big he went you know what you know religion is stupid religion is this religion listen don't mix religion with faith and spirituality and a belief of a higher presence, a higher being, a higher energy. Because you're only limit. What I try to tell people that think that way, they're like, oh, religion, blah, 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 stupid. And they do like science, 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 science. Maybe you haven't had that experience or opened up your senses or your consciousness to allow any of that to come in. Hence the story of my father and the Cardinal, where I take my father-in-law, if you haven't heard this story, many of you heard this story, where when my father died, I was praying and, and meditating. And I said, you know, do we feel it was him and my sister both went within a month of one another. And I'm like, do we feel I was mourning? I was painful. Um, do we feel anything? Do we, what happens when we're gone? Like, am I ever going to feel my father's presence or whatever? And as that started happening, there was a knock, a repeated knock on the window while I was in the middle of this. And when I went there, it was a cardinal and it kept flying into the window. And every time I went to the window, it would go back on the branch. And, uh, yeah, bogged me out, freaked me out. And I 
Oh God. And we talk ourselves out of that situation. Oh, it's weird. It's just a bird. Blah, 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 blah. And then I walked away and it kept coming back to the window. And I go in and it would look at me. Now, you know, I start thinking like, dad, now if I wasn't doing the praying or whatever you like, whatever you're comfortable calling it, thinking, some of us can't, they hear pray and they're like, religion, once you emotionally stop thinking that way, whatever you define it is, meditating, thinking, using energy, if I wasn't doing that at that moment, would that cardinal have done that? I don't know. Some people think that's nuts. And then that thing knocked on the window every single day around my whole house. Every single day. From the room where my dad passed and I held him to his last breath all the way around the house every single day for a year and a half. A year and a half. Now, of course, I would tell people and some people are like, huh, that's weird or, huh, I never heard that. Where the science people are the ones that completely turn every, oh, there's no, like, I have family uh, that will go, oh, he's, he's, uh, he'll, they'll do anything to try to write it off. Anything. Oh, that's because they're territorial and he sees a reflection. Um, there's no God, faith, and stuff. And they're so sold on that theory. There's no nothing. We just, it's just off and running. Oh, okay. That's, and then what got weirder was a year and a half later when we were away, I had another meltdown. I mean, I was always having a meltdown. And I let my dad go. I said, Dad, I'm sorry I kept you here for so long. I'm sorry that I, I held on to you. I'm sorry. To, please be free. Go do. Go, go, go. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. And I, and I said, I'll be fine. And when I came home, the bird, the bird was gone. A year and a half later, the bird was gone. Never returned. and never had tapping on the window ever again. I tell people that, and I actually, it made me feel really good inside that something is heavier out there. And of course, they were like, oh, you know, he, he migrated. Maybe, maybe in your mind, maybe, but in my mind, no. It feels good knowing, mm, I don't know, because would it have happened at that timing? The timing. I have nothing to sell. I don't have a book to sell you. I don't have a religion to sell you. I'm offering stories of passion and truth that maybe others can be healed from. And they believe it, but they feel crazy because that's what this crazy society, the real craziness, all this that we live in, this man-made nonsense, 
We're all lab rats, man. Don't kid yourself. Despite all my rage, still just a rat in a kitchen. You are. As much as you think you're not, you are. Unless you live in a tribe in the middle of nowhere and live day to day off the earth and you're in a simulator. From the day you came out of the box, you're in a simulator. So when I did let my dad go, sobbing, crying, emotionally, talking to God, talking to my dad. If I didn't do that, would the bird have left and be gone forever? I don't think so. I think that's just, that's just. Now I've got a lot of stories like that, and you know the Lou Angel Wolf that I had on. That's a wacky story, if you ask me. The Jimmy Shaka. Um, so the one I'm going to bring with Sean, I highly suggest you watch that one. It's powerful. It's true. And it's just, it's like some Star Wars stuff. When I say like, whoa, it's, it's like that. So keep an eye out for my friend Sean that will air next week. Um, his sister passed and she was a, she was a very close friend of mine. And that's all I'm going to say. It was a very, uh, it was, a it was a f first real lesson of death in life of someone extremely close. Um, and the, the events, I mean, his sister is one of the pivotal points of why I started going into stand-up comedy on a more of a deeper healing level rather than just a showbiz level. So there's a lot there. Um, and I'm so excited for you guys to, to tap into it. So excited. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Um, but, you know, there's people. So I was talking to my friend. Great guy. But he, he tried to get into it with me and, you know, he's talking about my wife and as he refers to it, that religious shit. Um, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you a story and you tell me. So let's just talk about my wife. For a second because people just hear jesus and whatever and they go they are off the rails whatever whatever triggered them triggered them you need to understand something i just 
I never give anything. Did I ever tell you about the story of my wife, Mike, or anyone? Did I tell the story of like how it all came about? Mm, you would have remembered. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. So our marriage was in. Our marriage was. We were in bad shape. Um, we just had our second kid. It was not a good time for us. I I I, I love life to the fullest degree. I try to love life every single day of my life. It's not always easy. I try to wake up with an incredible attitude, always bringing goodness to whoever I can bring. Do I fall, miss the mark a lot? You bet I do. I do it a lot because I'm human. Now, my wife probably, you know, we, we start off with nothing. And when I mean nothing, I mean, put it this way, dead serious. Um, I'm living in my friend's basement. She's got this tiny apartment. Can't even afford it. I'm helping her there. Uh, she couldn't even. We got married with just under $200 between the two of us. And the night of our, <laughs> the day of our wedding, our car got stolen. So we have 200 bucks, no car. That's how me and her started. Literally us against the world. And she hung in me with thick and thin. When I say she hung in, when I started really hitting my stand-up and I was doing city clubs, my wife would, we couldn't afford parking because it was like 50 bucks to park in New York City even back then. And so she would drive the car and literally stay outside and keep driving around circles. And this was for hours. This was like from 7 p.m. to about 3, 4 in the morning. At the end of the night, I'd get in the car and I'd go. Or, or I would drive everywhere. But she would sit there and wait for my set to end and come out. And it was just she had my back a thousand percent. We started from ground zero. And once I started getting some recognition um, and we started doing okay. You know, our first real challenge was I got this TV show and um, it was called Buddies. I didn't want to, I mean, that's a throwaway story, but another powerful story. After Buddies and this TV show, I guess I get um, Senate Live. And I tell you what, Vanity hits you immediately. And I'm not, I enjoy being recognized. I'm like, that's why you do it. You want to be recognized. So we'd be, we would be at a restaurant and, you know, my wife is here, but I'd be like, oh, wow, that person recognizes me. There's two people that recognize, two people recognize. So I was really into that. And if you don't think that's addicting, and you don't think that's, uh, it's, I mean, that's, that's heroin addicting. And, I started seeing how that affected my wife, meaning she'd go, are you out with me tonight? Or are you out with wanting to be recognized? Like, what are we doing here? And I would imagine that played with her conscious, that played with her, um, her confidence. I don't know. And you don't see it while you're in it. And, you know, I'd come in to send it live and, come in my dressing room afterward and be like these rock stars 
football players. And, and you walk in like, oh, my God. My wife looked hot. And I would just blow right by her as if she didn't exist. And, you know, we'd hang out all night, but I'd much rather be hanging with uh, just like anyone else would. And I'm sure that played, I'm sure that took a toll on her because then where does she stand? You just, your brother's wife, or you in the background, whatever. But she's always kept me grounded, very grounded. Thank God. So maybe all that led to after our second child and whatever the scenario. Now we live out in the woods. I left, I left the industry. I just do stand up doing some radio so I could stay home. Long story short, she she's struggling and i know she don't like me she don't like me she can't stand me and i i seriously feel our marriage is is in serious jeopardy and i confronted her i was like hon you don't you know like me and i don't want her i don't want our marriage to end i really don't I love you to death. I knew the minute I saw you, I was going to marry you. I did. As soon as I saw her, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to marry this girl. And we circled back. We started off as friends, and I saw her years later. And I've always been a God guy. I've always been a God guy. Not religious, not church. I couldn't tell you anything about biblical. I really can't. I know the stories that have been told, but I, I'm just being dead honest. I need to clarify that. I'm not saying against it. I'm just being dead honest. If people go, oh, you know, I don't read the Bible. I know certain stories. I'm not against that. I'm just, just being honest. I need people to know that. So with that said, now we just had our second kid. And I'm like, hon, she was, she was going through struggles with anger and, and, and she, I don't think she was a God person whatsoever. And I was like, how do you not, she's like, you know what, how do you know? How do you know? The kids are miracles. You know how many people cannot have children? We have children. Just look at life. Look at the stars. Go outside. We're breathing. We lived in a body and we will water and we come out of a vagina and then breathe air. Are you kidding me? How do you not see just everything, everything in this planet that's nature to me is just so beautiful. Um, even the worst part of it, it's just, it's magnificent. It's empowering. It's majestic. And we, we're struggling. Um, and I went in town and I started to um, ask in town with a, a guy on his restaurant a mile up the road. I said, this guy, John, this place, uh, owns this place called Redwoods, Chester, New Jersey, uh, which I hope he's well. I heard he's, he can use some love, uh, maybe battling something. So prayers to John and thoughts. And if anyone can help him in Chester, New Jersey, please send him some love. Um, and I pulled over and I had it out with 
with God. I sobbed. He couldn't have, he, he gave his apartment away that I wanted. And I, I said, God, if you exist, I've given you all my life. You need to save my marriage. You need to prove to me exist because I'm done. I'm beaten down. I can't do this anymore. My heart shattered. I'm doing everything I can. You need to come in right now. I mean, I'm sobbing. And a couple days later, I come home. And my wife's staring off into the, she's in the, she's in the living room staring off. I said, what's the matter? She went, something happened today. So what happened? She went, um, I went to this place in town. Went to go get some coffee and a woman behind the counter came from behind the counter and she told me she wanted to do something for me. And she said, come to her house. It's very important you come to my house. I said, so did you go to the house? She went, yeah, and I didn't want to. I don't know why I did it. I don't know why I did it. Jim, I swear to God, she made a left, and I just wanted to keep going straight. I just wanted to keep going straight. I said, but you, but you made the turn. She went, yeah, I made the left. I don't know. I don't know. And she starts crying. I'm like, what happened? She said, I got to the house. We went inside. It's right here in town. And then her husband came in. And I went, oh, God. For a split second, I went, oh, this is going to be it. This is going to be bad. This is going to be a bad story. And then the part of me was like, oh, this is, God, I asked you to save it. This is how you're saving it? Like, you're ending it? This is my out? So I thought it was going to go really bad. I said, so woman behind the coffee counter says she needs to do something. Come to the house. You go to the house, and her husband joins in. And then went out, and she went, they prayed for me. And I giggled because that's the last thing I saw coming. I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. What happened? She said, they prayed for me. And what are you doing while that's going on? She went, I don't... I just felt this overwhelming love and it just, there was, it's just, it was beautiful. And I started crying and I, I don't, I just want to start checking out a church and, and, and faith and like, okay. And that saved our marriage. I'm being blatantly honest with you. Now, why it saved it is because She started working on herself and love and love for a higher spirit and spiritual and Jesus and God. And she, you know, and she got into it, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. She was Bible studies at the house. And I would, I think, you know, I'd come in, I would talk to whoever it was there. And, you know, I'm open. I got nothing to hide. So sure, let's, let's, you want to pick my brain? Pick my brain. Have you accepted Jesus? I'm like, hey, listen, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. But have you accepted? We don't, first of all, it's my business. It's my business with the big guy. Don't worry about me. That does bother me when people go, have you accepted? Listen, you don't need to know that. 
you say it's a personal relationship, it's personal. Don't, because you're already, in my mind, you're already putting a judgment. If I haven't, then you've got something against me or you look down, it's, it's, it closes too many doors. Don't worry about it. Am I walking a walk? Am I offering you love, godly love? Am I offering you something beautiful? Then don't worry about it. Now, a little backstory. I first moved to Chester, New Jersey, and I go into this little camera shop. All right, so before we even go there, would that have happened if I didn't go through that whole rigmarole? begging to come save this i'm begging you when i say begging begging sobbing begging please god you have to save this show me how to save it would that have happened would have happened now some people say well you got that's okay that's okay. You don't need God. Oh, you need something. It's fine. Now, here's something wacky. When I first moved to New Jersey, um, I didn't realize a lot of people knew who I was. I don't, I, I do my best not to walk around with this, hey, I used to be on television. Hey, I'm a, uh, you may know who I am. I'm sure it shows I may, I, I don't, I try my best not to. When I walk into a place, you're most likely not going to know it's me because I blend in with everyone else. I don't dress funky. I don't come rolling up in a hot rod car. Um, I just, I'm not looking for the attention. So I moved to Chester, New Jersey, and yeah, I think I was heavy. I put on some weight. Maybe that's another reason my wife wasn't into me. I was a fat so Put on a lot. Probably put on about 30, 40 pounds since SNL. And um, I go in this camera shop, this beautiful little girl, big, big boobs, big blink, blink, blink. And she's behind the counter, and she just bloop. And she's all about like, I'm moving to Hollywood and I want to know, I want to be a star and I want to be an actress. And I, and I knew right at that moment, this girl goes out there, they're going to eat her up. a lot. They're going to just, she's going to be in a porn ring. She's so desperate. People are so desperate to be famous. They're so desperate desperate to be millionaires. They're desperate to be the hierarchy. They don't realize it, but they will do anything. Anything. And it starts off slow before you're just in it. And I said, hon, do you, uh, you have time for lunch? And all I could think about is if this was my kid, I could only pray to the almighty God that if this was my kid meeting another gentleman, older, all I had to do was throw some names, do some name dropping, and she would have been all hook, line, and sinker. And I could have said, I could get you this, get you that. I could have easily groomed her. Piece of cake. And I prayed to God, 
what would you do if this was your daughter and how would you want this handled? And part of me was just going to ignore the situation. You know, well, this kid's on her own. Just leave her with a good luck. But I said, when do you have lunch? She said, yeah, I can go to lunch now. I looked at the owner who I knew. I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to take her to lunch. And I gave her the truth. And I gave her the ins and outs, what I've seen, and the dark, and the manipulative, and the, and the groomers, and the, 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 the sodomize, and the, all that comes with it. All of it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying what I saw. And um, she went from her to, oh, wow. So I felt good about, I, I felt at least I, at least I broadened her horizon. If you still want to do it, knock yourself out. But now you got the tools to know what kind of wolves are going to come your way and the manipulators that are going to come your way and all that jazz. So. Now, I'm totally into coffee shops. Um, I go to a coffee shop down here at Naples every single morning. When I lived in Chester, New Jersey, I went to the same coffee shop probably for 20 straight years. Uh, first, it was Casey's Coffee Shop. Then I went into Maria's Coffee Shop. And I remember it was Casey's before Maria's took over in Chester, New Jersey. I'd walk in there, and um, I remember I came in there this one day and there was an older lady behind the counter, beautiful blue eyes. Beautiful. And she was talking about, like, you know, I think I'm going to get an eye tuck because I'm getting bags. And I went, why would you do that? Ma'am, I don't even know you. Why would you do that? You're a beautiful woman. When I reach your age, I, I, I hope as a grandfather I'm in shape and look the way you do. And my wife is going to look the same. My wife's beautiful. And I hope she don't, – don't put bow tie. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Who are you trying to impress? If you can't impress with the heart, then why would you do that? And she goes, I know you. Can I come around and give you a hug? And I'm thinking, all right. She, I said, sure, if you want. She comes around and she gives me this, this warm hug. And then she looks at me. She says, I know you. And I'm thinking she's going to go, you know, you're a go boy. You're a hat babe. And she goes, you're the one that talked to my daughter in the coffee sh in the in the in the camera shop. Oh, what? And she teared up and she went, "My daughter was on such a terrible path, and I prayed to God every day, please, please let her be saved. Please let her find the right path." She goes, "You are the one that talked to my daughter." She goes, "Her whole life changed after that. Her whole life changed." Like, I feel like I have my daughter back. She's, she's, oh my God. She said, to, I went, oh, that was your, that's your daughter? She went, yes. That was the woman down the road that my wife went to her house and she prayed for her and our marriage was saved. So technically, those moments in time started at that camera shop. Something in me at that camera shop said, do the godly thing right here, bro. Do the right thing. Do the moral thing. If this was treat others how you want to be treated, treat this child, this daughter, this young woman 
how you'd want your daughter to be treated. And I went with that. And years later, she's the one that helps with the marriage, not even knowing it. And my wife and I would get into these debates, not mean debates, but it saved our marriage. Now, she's definitely more in the, you know, by the book where I just go straight to the source. I go straight because my, I feel I, she needs the stories. I feel like I lived some stories and I've seen the signs. When my brother died, I saw him. I saw him. Some people say it's my conscious. I know what I saw. I know what I heard. I saw him. He talked to me. And at the end, he said, I got to go. I said, whoa, 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 how are you? How are you? And he went, super, I'm super. He was gone. Um, so don't let people that are all into to try to trash that. If you know in your heart how you feel and in your mind and in your spirit, don't let the science lovers try to kill that. Because I have a friend of science. He's like, I trust science. You forget science is soulless. They take lab rats, monkeys. They take living, breathing creatures and study them. For what? For diseases. How would they know diseases are coming if they're not the ones creating them to make you sick so they can treat that sickness and keep making money? They need to define everything for what for what you know oh here's this little bunny rabbit let's see what happens when we stick this poison in them we noticed that you know what the, you know we used to call people like that that would torment animals sick human beings sick if you're creating labs to study diseases that don't exist, in my opinion, you're sick. You're sick. What are you going to start a, a new church of science? Hey, we have a, you know, walk in the church and see like numbers and hygiene. Little chimpanzees in cages. You forget that. All in the name of science. Religion kills. So does science. Science tortures, kills, creates problems while they also have the cure. Once they have the cure, they know how to create the problem. So you get hooked on the cure. And for all you people that go, oh, oh you believe science would help your wife. Science also partially sickened her. So you watch your mouth and your tongue with that. Because you're no threat. 
You just haven't given love or faith a chance. Not religion. Just love and faith. Spirituality. If it's in you, you know it's in you. You felt it. Don't deny it. Let it out. It's beautiful. Love is beautiful. Faith is beautiful. It's beautiful. So I'll leave you with that till next week and wait to hear this Sean story. Wow. Wow. All right. We'll catch up next week. That show tonight is tomorrow night. That show tonight.com. That show tonight.com. I'll be hosting uh, the shows. Don't forget in Naples and all that jazz. Um, that's all I got. The script. Let me know what you think of that idea. If you guys are into that, should do that. I'm going to do it anyway. So, but I really like to hear your opinion. I love you guys. By the way, we broke a hundred thousand subscribers and I got this whole plaque from YouTube. I'll let you guys see that too because of, uh, the podcast. So it's kind of cool. I love you guys. Mike, have a great week. I appreciate what you, you do, too, man. You have a good one, dude. All right, man. Was that too heavy today? Uh, I mean, it, it, I got to tell you that the story about your, your wife. Yeah. And like, I've heard the story about, you know, her driving and in the coffee shop and all that, but the camera store chick and that whole connect life is just interactions and it's, it's such a small world. It is. It is it's absolutely ridiculous. And I love that. It's ridiculous. And it really is what you put out will come back. If you're obsessed with, yeah, I can't find it, it's you're putting out, ah, it's going to come back and hold you. You gotta put, you gotta give yourself time to, to allow this to grow, your mind to grow, and your heart to grow so we can interact with one of us. So I'm glad you like that. I have a billion stories like that. <laughs> um, and uh, we'll catch up next week. You're going to dig the short story. Woo! I can't wait. Man, is that cool. All right. Have a good one. Be safe. Have a great weekend. And we'll catch up soon. Um, real quick, too. Baseball. Anyone in the Naples area, let me know if you play baseball because I'm looking – I went to go see – Spring training. Uh, those of you who are Met fans, you're gonna look. The new owners are absolutely. I I, I can't even uh, can't even tell you how amazing that was. It it so real, so down to earth, so approachable, just good human beings. Alex Cohen is just a world class act. Um, their kids, just everything in the Mets organization. I could not be happier as a Mets fan. Now my passion in my heart i'm having a hard time coming back to any sports any corporations i'm doing the best i can but right now it's still like uh, but i still love playing all right go out and play enjoy life turn that damn phone off and don't watch the news please i'm begging you clear your soul and mind don't watch it unless you want to know what's coming because whatever they say is Russia, Russia, Russia is really the bad guys. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know anything. I'll just leave it at that. I don't know anything. Later. Everybody.